you. Welcome back to Batman. Come for Batman. Stay for Anthony. We stayed for all the Anthony today. All the Anthony <laughs> there is. Every Anthony. Everywhere. Forever. We are back. We're back. Yeah, it's been what, three weeks? It's been about three weeks, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You went to Disneyland. I went to Disneyland and I got to try out the new Star Wars area. I uh, took the whole family. Big trip. Uh, really nervous about doing it because never done that before. Yeah. I was a family man. Yeah. Um, and your kids are what? Eight months and... And two years. And two years. So the, so. the two-year-old maybe got something out of it. She did. Uh, <laughs> we got there. It was not that bad getting there. Uh, coming home was a nightmare. <laughs> but, uh, goddamn great tragedy. But getting there was fine. Uh, we got there. Uh, the My in-laws, they also met up with us there for okay. about two nights. And we went to the Star Wars land, which uh, it's great. I don't know. Like a lot of people have been saying, oh, uh, you know, I heard Disneyland. Not a lot of people are going right now. It might be too busy. So we're not. Go. (laughs) It's great. Uh, If you like Star Wars, you're walking. It's like you're walking on the set. I don't know what the planet is. It's got that Tatooine vibe. I'm sure it's got a different name than Tatooine, but yeah, whatever wherever Ray's from, I'm yeah, sure yeah. that that uh, not Tatooine, it's called. yeah, exactly yeah. <laughs> Tatooine Junior. Uh, but yeah, uh, Chewbacca was there. He tickled my son's feet, which was adorable. We got some pictures of that, and kind of scared Etta. Etta wasn't too sure about the furry man coming towards her, so. But she uh, she liked Donald Duck, and yeah. Yeah, it was a great time, dude. I haven't been to Disneyland and. In- five years so nice it was cool was cool. there much batman stuff there because disney owns him now right <laughs> Not oh, oh wait no they don't own batman who am i thinking of oh literally every other yeah, character by the time this episode comes out <laughs> they might own batman so we'll see our our disney overlords are they're yeah. probably cocking up a plan but for right now it's for still right now, warner yeah. brothers but yeah man it's I always say this, and it's true. It's therapeutic when I get to do these with you. I have a blast. Mm-hmm. I like hanging out with you. and uh, You start to get the shakes when we haven't done it in too long. I need my bat reggings. I need my Ben Crane. I need, <laughs> I need my, uh, my fix. <laughs> So, That's right. I am. We forgot to forgot to do introductions. I'm Ben Creighton, and I am uh, business casual Ben Creighton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kenny's here. He just came straight from a, a business meeting, so you're up in your up in your uh, button up shirt and tie <laughs> yes. and dress shoes over here. Yeah, I. Um... Uh, I feel like I want to punch myself on the. <laughs> hey, you look very... like the you look like the bad guy in an '80s movie. I feel like a bad guy in an '80s movie. I even have like a, a I have a Green Lantern ring on, but I. Yeah, if you if you don't see the logo, if you just see it from the side, it's like it's a little gaudy. What's yeah, up with that? That guy's a douche. Oh, okay. He's, he's not a douche. He's just a nerd. It's, it's okay. Just, oh, okay. It's like the opposite well, of a either douche. Way, I'm not buying a chair from that guy. So. <laughs> well, clearly, so, I don't want to get his nerd cooties exactly. up in my chair. No, thank you, sir. <laughs> Sam Levitt's for me. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's good to be. Back up here doing this with you. Yeah. And we just watched Feet of Clay parts one and two. Back to back. Back to back. As we like to do two-parters here. Whip out my notes here because. Oh, sh- man. Yeah. That's not your note. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one, um, right off the bat, I will say, and I'm 
when the episode was going on. This is one of two episodes that actually gave me nightmares as a kid. Yeah, it's got some. I mean, this this especially the second part. Mm-hmm. It plays for horror. Yeah, it is a basically a little forty four minute horror movie here for you. Yeah, this one, uh, you know, and I was. Not a young kid. I was in fourth grade. I was 10. But Mm -hmm. it was enough. The imagery was enough to still, I'm, you know, 37. And yeah, Yeah. man, it's pretty pretty spooky stuff. Yeah, some of it's still pretty effective. But before any of the the straight-up horror elements come in, though, we open up on a mysterious trench coat-wearing man in an alley. Mm -hmm. Lucius Fox pulls up. He's here to meet him. He steps out of the alley. Cocks up his hat. It's Bruce Wayne. But why is Bruce Wayne meeting with Lucius Fox in an alley instead of in the office? Uh, it he Bruce Wayne claims that all of his phones are bugged. Yep. Uh, he can't trust anybody at the office, so they had to meet in this deserted, yeah, abandoned alleyway. Alleyway, something. Yeah. And Lucius has, has a briefcase that we find out is full of papers that can incriminate Roland Daggett. Right. For insider trading, some kind of scandal. Now, we don't know much about Daggett at this point, but uh, it comes to find out he's another rich billionaire Yep. who we will come to find out is going to be the villain. Yep. One of the villains in this story. Yeah, so Bruce says, yeah, that's why we got to do this in secret. Just hand over these papers, and I'll, I'll take them to the DA, and we're going to take Daggett down, and... and Lucius starts to hand over the papers and then quote unquote scare quotes. Bruce Wayne says, but I'm not going to give them to the DA. I'm going to, <laughs> yeah. turns out it's all a setup. He's going to some, some machine gun toting thugs pop out. Right. Uh, one of which has uh, radio headphones on his ears. Yep. This is bell. We'll and find out. There's another one with a mustache, kind of a skinnier guy. Yep. And this is called germ. Yep, he's he's a germaphobe. We right. will find out. But right now, all we know is that they're going after Lucius. They're they're gunning for him. And I couldn't place it, so I did a little homework. The, mm-hmm. We had talked about Lucius Fox, and I looked him up on IMDb, and I knew he looked familiar. Freaking so, Star Trek to Wrath of Khan. Okay, he's with Chekhov on the planet, and Khan finds them. He's uh, they put the worms. Yeah, in the, the worm in the ear. That's the guy. Uh, that's the guy who got the worm ear. I knew his voice sounded familiar. It was, <laughs> it was driving me nuts when we did our last Lucius Fox because <laughs> I was like, dude, I know I've seen him, but where? Khan. <laughs> Star Trek to Wrath of Khan. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> So there's a there's a big fight scene. Uh, Batman swoops in to save the day. Cops are busting in. Yep. Batman's fighting thugs. Yep. Lucius gets gets knocked out by a falling sign. Yeah, it hits him uh, kind of on the shoulder blade slash neck area, uh, but knocks him out. Yep. And just stays conscious just long enough to tell the cops it was Bruce Wayne. He set me up. Right. And so a warrant is put out for the arrest of Bruce Wayne for the attack on Lucius Fox. Which Batman has no idea. He's busy uh, on his bat computer. Yep. He's trying to find out. He recognized one of the faces uh, using kind of the uh, facial technology of the retro future. Yeah. <laughs> He's, it's basically a, an ad hoc police sketch artist in a computer. He's sort of like... Switching up the hairstyles and the mm-hmm. facial features based on his memory until he gets 
some sort of right. match and then is, I guess, able to do some kind of reverse image search. He says his fist has landed on that job before. <laughs> uh, but uh, the computer throws up the name, Mr. Bell. Yep. And Alfred says, uh, by the way, I can't keep the cops away. The cops? What? Why? Oh, just so you know, you're wanted for attempted murder. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and we're cutting back and forth between this and this actor, Matt Hagen. Right. In his in his trailer, his stunt double or, or stand-in Teddy, it's kind of his all-purpose... Y- y- you can tell there's a friendship there. They go way back. Teddy yeah. seems to care about him in more than a professional capacity. Yeah. yeah. But we get some where we get some what do you want to call it? Some exposition dropped here, some lore dump. Yeah, he uh Matt Hagen is a famous Hollywood actor. He was in a tragic accident, car accident, I think. Yeah, got his got his face disfigured and now he relies on this this cream that turns his face into putty and lets mm-hmm. him rearrange his features and make himself look like himself again. Which is great, but it only lasts for 24 hours, and if he doesn't reapply it continually, he starts to have pain, uh, withdrawal, or yeah, what and, have you. and he is acting like a junkie. I mean, yep. he's saying, you know, I need this so I can shoot this scene, but he's acting like, no, I got to, I need my yeah. fix, man. He's temperamental, he's throwing things, He's, he's he needs his fix. Yep. Uh, but also he needs it to keep carrying on with his career. He's a big Hollywood star. Yeah, but also he needs it, we find out, to impersonate Bruce Wayne and run errands for Mr. Daggett, who's the only one who can supply him with with this stuff. We'll later realize it's called Renew You is the name right. of the formula. I don't think it's ever named in this first part. I think it only comes up in the second. Yeah, I don't. I think it just has the name Daggett on the side. Yeah, they just call it that stuff. Yeah, and it looks like just you know, uh, orange. Yeah, just an orange goop. like cosmetic goop. Yeah, that has bubbles in it. Yeah. <laughs> so we, and and at the end of this exchange, you know, Teddy's trying to tell him, "Look, this stuff it can't be good for you." That's what ain't good for you. Having to keep going back to Daggett for more of that stuff and do whatever lousy thing he wants to get it. You're right, Teddy. I can't. I'll have to find a way to get lots of this stuff on my own. Right. We cut from this to Daggett, voiced impeccably by Ed Asner. That's right. So good. Yeah. I... I, you don't realize how much he, he's done a lot of cartoons. He's done a lot of stuff. Yeah, he's also in in Superman the animated series mm-hmm. as Granny Goodness. He's in uh, he it, well Disney's Up. Yep. Uh, and also, do you remember a show called uh, Freakazoid? Yes. Yeah. He was oh, he was that. the police chief, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. <laughs> I've been on the job a long time. I got a lot of experience. After a while, you get so much experience that you can sense when a crime happens. Uh, but yeah, Ed Asner, always, always... Always a pleasure. Yeah. He's, he's like Mark Hamill. When you hear his voice, you're like, hey! Yeah, it's, it's, it's distinctive, but that's okay. It's got so much... Like, he plays a million roles, and they all kind of sound like him, and that's fine. And it's almost like a trademark of quality. If Ed Asner's in it, you're like, all right, this yeah. is going to be good. It's probably pretty all right. Yeah, this isn't going to suck. I'll dig on this. <laughs> yeah. So he's he's laying out. So this this first part of this two parter is a whole lot of setup because yep. Daggett's laying out his whole evil plan to his two henchmen. We've got to do this, you know. We've got to do this hostile takeover of Wayne Industries. We've got to, 
You're not even entirely sure whether his plot is to frame Wayne, to get the papers, both, neither. Daggett needs the commercial marketing yeah. of Bruce Wayne, I guess. Yeah, it's 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 a little vague, but yeah. he he sends germs to the hospital to finish the job, finish mm-hmm. killing Lucius Fox, who might be able to identify them and trace it back to Daggett. Right. And meanwhile, Batman... No, no, before any of that happens, uh, uh, before Germs goes off to do that, Germs and Bell come across Hagen, who's broken in to try to steal a bunch of the cream. Yes, and there's a scuffle. Hagen tries to impersonate Bruce Wayne, but it's, it's yeah. clearly Hagen. Yes. Bruce Wayne's not just, like, shaking over the goo and turns around and is like, oh, hi, guys, Bruce Wayne. is like, dude, we know it's you. Let's go for a ride. Well, I know what that means. Scuffle, big fight, and rather than murder him right there and then... Yeah, they decide to take a bunch of this this goop and force-feed it, pour it down his throat. You see this all in silhouette on shadows against the wall. And it's nightmare fuel, dude. Yeah, it's... Like, that's probably the only way they could get this... I mean, it's basically an on-screen murder yeah. past the censors, but... I don't know if it's if it's for that reason or just style reasons, but whatever reason it is, it works. And it's haunted me ever since. Yeah. That shadow of him begging for them to stop is that's too much. Yeah, no like on this. him. Oh, it's horrifying. So meanwhile, yeah, Batman finds Oh, they also this was also weird to me. They leave his body in his car just in an alley somewhere. Well, he was kind of melting. Yeah. So I think they assumed he would just melt away. Yeah, which, boy, these are some sloppy thugs. Like, yeah. let's kill this guy with a method that's never been used on anyone before. Assume he's dead and just leave him somewhere to be discovered. And just hope that the cops don't trace this mysterious overdose back to our boss, who is a known CEO of a chemical company. Right. That's about to go to market with a drug that has very similar what 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 part of this evil plan makes any sense <laughs> to like, anyone not a lot but these uh, these guys are kind of the like here's the thing i like these two mooks as you know on-screen presences they have their little gimmicks mm-hmm. they have some personality i like that but boy they're dumb as shit yeah and they've got no heart they don't. And I'm glad you brought up the mooks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk about Mill Anthony's. Yep. It's interesting because, like you said, they are both distinct. Usually our hired goons. Pretty generic. Generic. They yeah. all have a trench coat. They all have a fedora. They all sort of look like the same. Yep. Clear distinctions here. You got a radio uh, headset kind of yeah. uh, 30s guy, tough guy. And then you've got a slender, slightly balding, germaphobe guy. Yeah, kind of like... Kind of like Weasley, not super like masculine, not this like, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's just kind of this, he's got this like effete lilt to his voice. Do you remember the character from The Simpsons, the waiter? He's like, oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right this way. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Which I think that was based on some old actor that I don't know about. Yeah. I think you're right. Some comedian from the black and white days. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this guy, it's not quite to that same cartoonish extent, but yeah, he's, yeah. he's got just a little bit of that lilt right. to him. Uh, but yeah, Mill Anthony's, what would you give these mooks? I'm going to say like 
like, look, they've got a lot of personality. Right. I'll, I'll give them 400 apiece for the personality, but they I, don't have the heart. I think germs should have a little more. A little more? What do you think, 500? I'm going to go 500 for, for germs. Okay, yeah. I, I, I can dig on that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> science, so, everybody. It's science. Science. It's all science. It's all proven <laughs> with numbers. That's how you know it's science. Exactly, and you can't dispute it. Yeah, the numbers measure things. Right? We've measured them, and now we're uh, turning the science over to you. Yeah. <laughs> but if you have a wrong opinion, tell us how wrong you yeah, are. Yeah, hit us up. Hashtag bat rankings on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so they leave him in his car. And Batman, at this point, he decides, so Bell, Bell is his lead. Yep. And Bell's part of his police record, I guess, or maybe just Batman's private record of criminals he's punched before, tells him those headphones are always tuned into a police frequency. Yep. We have a gang shooting on 3rd and Main, three wounded, one dead. Is it me or is rap music just getting lazier? So Batman hacks into the police frequency and sends out a false signal saying, we've got a warrant out for the arrest of Raymond Bell. Uh, we're, we're coming to get him. We're staking out his apartment. And meanwhile, Batman is tailing Bell's car. So he's, he's provoking Bell into making a run for it, which lets Batman get him alone in a big, crazy action chase set piece. Uh, and... I don't know if you put this in your notes. It was one of the things I noticed the most. There's no music at this point. Yeah, uh, It's all um, just hums of the, the bat plane, the mm-hmm. cars, the crunch of metal. Yeah. Uh, and, and sometimes that can make, like in previous episodes where there's been no music, I've said it kind of makes it fall flat. Here, I think it, it increases the impact. Yeah. yeah. I think it works. It's really effective here. Yeah, it's all diegetic sounds, and when you hear the hum of the jet coming towards them, you can feel it coming down that the tunnel. Yeah, and Batman, maybe it's just because he's he's got a personal stake in it here, but this is not... Like I've said in previous episodes, you know, this is a Batman that smiles sometimes, right. he jokes sometimes... This is as close as the series has gotten at this point to some of the later, darker, yeah. grittier. He's basically torturing this guy. His jet smashes into Bell's car, flies yeah. up in the air. He has a grappling hook claw, claw thing, thing uh, which grabs the guy's arm, pulls him out of his car. Car falls to the river or ocean yeah, into the yeah river ocean whatever body Gotham of water ocean yep <laughs> gotham bay <laughs> by gotham river yep uh and he essentially just drags him across the the, the water yeah and and over a loudspeaker because he's inside the plane is is saying who was impersonating wayne talk yeah and the guy holds out for a surprising amount of time, given the circumstances, and finally faints before he can give a name. Which... Sort of rendering this entire scene pointless. Yeah, it disgusts Batman. He's like, he fainted. Yeah, shh, <laughs> pussy. Yeah. <laughs> so he, toss, he does what any person would do when flying a jet. Tosses him into a conveniently located swimming pool on top of a building. Yeah, not not before the cops show up in choppers who are apparently having noticed, is that Batman <laughs> with a, a person dangling from... That's kind of not okay. Uh, yeah, we... we and, We'll take him in. We'll take Batman. <laughs> yeah, and they they order him over their own loudspeakers, land. And actually, they say, this is police chopper something something serial number to Batwing. Yeah. So apparently they know, oh, that is Batman in the Batwing. 
it's another thing that's a little vague at any given time is what is Batman's relationship to the police? He's on speaking terms with them. At one point, he was examining a crime scene right alongside Bullock. Yeah, and sometimes he's still a superstitious figure of the night, too. Yeah. So In, in The Cat and the Claw, he was showing up in Gordon's office just like their old yeah. friends, just talking through it. But eh. it's, it's seldom... I'm never quite sure... Where he stands. Where he stands. <laughs> like, should they be trying to take him in right now? It sort of seems like they should. He just yeah. abducted this man without a warrant and has been torturing him above Gotham's fair seawaters. Yeah, but he's in a faster jet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, no, they're not going to catch yeah, him. So. They, got, they got their helicopters. He's got a flying saucer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, let's see here. He uh, drops him into the swimming pool. Yep. Which does Takes wake off. him up. <laughs> Anyone else would have died from that height, but wakes him up and yeah. please take him in. Yeah. Uh, Bruce, as Bruce this time, sneaks into Lucius' hospital room to try to, like, ask him, like, hey, who was it? What was going on? Can you tell me anything? And Lucius, as far as he's concerned, the last time he saw this guy, last time he saw Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne was pointing guns at him. Yeah. So he's hitting the panic button, summoning the cops in to his hospital room and bruce is arrested yeah and that's the so we end on on bruce wayne getting arrested and teddy finding now mutated fully into clayface and you only see him in the rear view mirror yep and that is our to be continued cliffhanger so we get our little previously on batman little Mm -hmm. catch up and coming off from that we get Bruce Wayne taking his mugshot, and then immediately, because he is still very white and very rich, makes bail. <laughs> this arrest is... You ever watch uh, You ever watch on YouTube the pitch meetings? It's going to be super easy, barely an inconvenience. Bruce Wayne makes bail, and he's just out. He's fine. Yep. Uh, but Could, accused of a violent crime, should probably be kept in jail, but... He's super white and super rich. Against a black man, too. Yeah, that's true. There's some, there's some troubling subtext here. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. Usually I'm the one bringing politics in here, and you're <laughs> the one saying, hey, hey, back to Batman. Back to Batman. <laughs> so anyway, uh, he dons his Batman suit, and he goes right back into I Batman know. mode. And I am immediately... Re- uh, noticing in this second part the animation and the lighting took not that it was bad in part one it was fine they clearly saved their a studio and their a budget for this second part thank you for bringing that up because the first one i felt like it was very slow uh not slow paced but uh, scenes felt a little dragged out mm-hmm. things should have kind of been a little bit zippier and in this one it's much more fluid more mm. uh the lighting especially yeah the the um, lighting everything is in half shadow the part where they go to roland's chemical lab and he's talking to germs and they're above these green chemical vats and yep. it's glowing green and it's so ominous yeah it's perfect lighting yeah it is amazing so but uh yeah and that is that's right that is when uh daggett orders germs to to go take out fox mm-hmm. but before we get back to that, we go to Teddy and Hagen clearing out Hagen's trailer, 
And I say Hagen, he is full on Clayface now. Yeah. Uh, Teddy's trying to tell him, like, hey, man, you might be able to bounce back. And Hagen's like, look at me. Yeah. I'm goo. <laughs> <laughs> but this is when when he starts to realize that he's now got this shape-shifting power. Yep. He's, at first, just by reflex, he's looking at portraits of different roles that he's played. And he sort of, like, halfway changes into them just by reflex looking at them. Yep. But then once he realizes what he's doing, he's able to concentrate and fully change into like even forms clothes and mm-hmm. props out of himself. And Teddy's like, well, this is great. This is you can still be an actor. Everything's going to be fine. But then as soon as he's distracted, Clayface loses it. Yeah, he's got to concentrate on it to keep the form. So, yep. By the way, this is the last time this limitation will ever be mentioned or ever be a problem. From this point on in the episode, he is able to flawlessly mimic anybody for any length of time. Uh, but he, Hagen, says yep. that he wants to go to the hospital because he knows Daggett's going to try to kill Fox, finish yep. the job. So he will kill the person sent to kill Fox, mm-hmm. take his place, and, and then, then go- as that person, go kill Daggett. Yeah. So he's... He's chilling out, uh, disguises himself as a doctor, goes into the hospital to kind of stake out the place and wait for something to happen. Batman, having had apparently the same idea. Smart idea. Smart idea. Yeah, <laughs> great great minds, I guess, because germs does in fact show up, tries to smother Lucius with a pillow. This is a children's cartoon, by the yeah, way. Yeah, damn. Like, very, yeah, even more so than the first part. And the first part had a couple of horrific shots. Mm-hmm. Everything about this entire second part is all played for atmosphere and yeah. played for horror. But Batman batarangs the pillow out of his hands, lead, does a short little chase scene through the hospital, ending in a room apparently full of infectious diseases. Yeah. This room was not locked or secured in any way. You can just bust in. Yeah. Because that's how hospitals do. Yeah. Yeah. They keep all their... That's... Whole, yeah. Dude, they have, like, when Sarah had the, our children yeah you uh i like went in there all the time yeah it was just you know a nice place to cool off when you know, you're feeling that cool stuff yeah That's where the ice machine was oh yeah i mean right there exactly <laughs> when you got those new father jitters and, yeah, and you just you need know, to be by yourself dude, for a there's second one time i almost took the jar of aids i was like no oh, man wait, that's not oh ice. that's not my soda that's, that's aids right. i don't want aids it looked like high c but no nope. <laughs> that's just good old-fashioned aids yeah don't need that no <laughs> you want to you want to get back in there someday. <laughs> but Germs is in a germ room. His worst nightmare. Yep. And Batman, again, with the psychological torture, he's walking in, advancing slowly, pulls a, a random jar off the shelf. Hmm. Mm, crimson fever. Lousy way to go. No cure, you know. Puts it on a shelf on top of him. And every time he gives... An answer that Batman doesn't like. He punches the wall and the, the jar jitters a little closer yeah. to the edge of the shelf. Which is, you know, <laughs> it's a great scene. A great way to get an uh, interrogation scene done. Yeah, and eventually we do catch a glimpse of the label and we realize it's it says seawater for analysis. Yeah. Batman was just bluffing him. Yeah, uh, but Germs does give it up. He says Hagen and Batman's yeah. like, he's an actor. He's good. Nobody's that, that good. good. And just as as Germs is about to spill the beans about the Renew You, a cop shows up and says, move aside, Batman, I got this one. 
And Batman's like, well, just one. Yeah, give, just give me a second, man. I'm done do, here. I'm, a, you must be new on the force. We have this whole thing where I, I violently interrogate prisoners and they sort of pretend uh, to care, but really <laughs> they just let me do what I want. Just yeah. let me do my thing. And uh, rather than uh, try to come up with some kind of way to get out of the situation, no, he just reveals himself right there and then that he is. Max Hagen, the Clayface. Yeah. Uh, stretchy arms him right into a wall. Yep. And this is this is where we get another big chase fight. They eventually wind up on the rooftop, and this is where Clayface is starting to come to come to realize just how extensive his abilities are because he's forming like big rake-like metal claws out yep. of his hands. At one point, he turns them into lobster claws. Yeah, he can do a brick wall, a spike ball. Yep. Uh, you know, he's using these against Batman. He jumps off the building. Yeah. Before that, he like collapses in pain and Batman says, oh, that all that shape shifting must take, take a lot of energy. Again, last time we'll hear about this limitation. Last time it'll be a problem. <laughs> Super easy, barely an inconvenience, yep. <laughs> but uh, he jumps off the building in a, another really cool shot, Batman tries to lasso him with his bat grapple to save yep. him, and it just shloop right through his stomach, and he yeah. reforms, hits the pavement. Batman, for a split second, thinks he's dead, but nope, he just slurps his way down into a rain gutter yeah. with it's, his big, freaky, clay face yeah. grin on his face. And then uh, we cut to there's going to be a kind of a big show off for the brand new product that Daggett's yep. going to be doing. Yeah, uh, it's got a brand name now. What Renew is this, you. A commercial or uh It's it's called Gotham Insider. It's not entirely clear whether it's a whether it's a talk show like an Oprah type thing or just an infomercial. Yeah, I was getting like it was a like you know how there's a Comic-Con where people mm-hmm. go and see products but obviously not that big. Yeah. It was like some kind of product reveal. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a TV show <laughs> in any case. And so, yeah, Daggett's, Daggett's there pimping his new product. And we get, this is the scene that sticks out in my memory. We get uh, this, like, obese woman in the audience who's oh, doing, yeah. like, the audience Q&A segment. And she's getting just aggressive, she's saying. You know, snatches the, the microphone from Summer Gle- yep, Gleason. Summer, Summer Gleason, yep. yeah. From her and starts marching down the aisle towards Daggett. Why don't you show them what an overdose can do, Daggett? Why don't you, you tell, tell them about me? He's <laughs> <laughs> and then morphs into Clayface. Yeah. Uh, Daggett terrified, and rightly so, and yeah. everyone in the studio audience. Screaming and running. Yeah. Uh, he's going to go kill him some Daggett. Yep. Luckily, Batman is there, who previously in another scene put in a bunch of VHS tapes into a room with screens. Yeah, a control room full of screens. Each screen has a little VHS slot. Mm-hmm. Now, for you children in the audience, VHS is like <laughs> a primitive Blu-ray. Yeah. Well, it's a primitive DVD, which itself was a primitive Blu-ray. Blu-ray is a way that old people use to watch movies that don't have Netflix. Look, don't worry about it. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, fight ensues. Uh, yep. A great fight. Really good fight. Like, this is Clayface at... They do a really good job of making Clayface just seem unstoppable. He turns into a... Like a... Yeah, rolls Indiana Jones, a, Raiders of the Lost Ark ball. Yeah, rolling like towards Batman. Boulder at one point. Um, and nothing that Batman's doing him phases him for more than a moment. 
But finally, Batman is able to to muscle him somehow into this control room, and he starts flipping on screens, and each one has a different face of a part that Hagen had played. And this is Batman's attempt to, like, reach him psychologically, saying, you can play your parts again, you're an actor, I can help you, we can work together and try and find a cure. But it does the opposite. He can't control what he sees, so... He starts morphing into every part on the screen, which there's like yeah, dozens, fifteen or so. Yeah, and he's, and this is just so. Up until now, we've said you know this is well animated, but does it stack up to you know, uh, Man Bat or some of these other really? This is the best animation this show has ever had, bar he, none. His, this sequence, his morphs like it's like his skin just flings itself off yep. and then reforms. And parts of his body will have like a suit of armor. Another part will be a cowboy outfit. Another part will be an alien face. It's, it's horrific. <laughs> yeah, it's it's played for body horror. It's I gotta look up. I didn't didn't remember to look up when we were doing here. I gotta see who animated this. There we go. Okay, so part one was animated by Acom, which is another one of these that's like they're solid. Nothing wrong with them. They're just yeah. not among the best. But. Uh, Part two is animated by Tokyo Movie Shinsha Company Limited. Okay. Ah, and they did, okay. I, I, they did uh, almost all of the animation in the Batman Beyond Return of the Joker movie. Oh, okay. Which yeah. Which is great. Tokyo Movie Shinsha stands for... TMS. TMS, yeah. <laughs> okay, they're the same studio went by two different names. So there you go, TMS. There yeah. There it is. All right. Uh, but yeah, it's this morphing sequence where he can't control any of his uh, facial expressions or his body in general. Nightmares, man. Yeah. Just, it's horrific and, and beautiful yep. and tragic because he's screaming in pain. And uh, he starts smashing the controls. Electricity's going everywhere. Yep. And he falls down, morphs into at first his like pretty actor face and says... A clip that I'll find later. <laughs> I don't remember the exact words. You know what I'd have given for a death scene like this? Too bad I won't get to read the notices. His face turns back into his his disfigured and then back into Clayface and then lays down apparently dead from right. the electricity. Uh, they... His body is taken away to a hospital. Yeah. Batman is... Yeah, Bruce Wayne's name is cleared because Bruce... the cops were breaking in during his whole big freakout, and at one point he turns into Bruce Wayne, right. and the cops say, oh, okay, he can impersonate Bruce Wayne, and apparently that's enough for... Yeah. You see a, just a quick news clip of Lucius Fox saying, I'm just glad to know it wasn't really Bruce Wayne. I've known him for years. Yeah. But we end with Batman in the Batcave with a little blob of this clay that he's taken home with him, realizing electricity has no effect on it. Yeah. And then we cut to the hospital, a mortician or, I don't know, a yeah. coroner, I don't know, uh, flips off the uh, sheet where his body is, but his body just... Yeah, Clayface's body just collapses. It was hollow inside. Yeah. And you see Teddy, like, paying his last respects walking away from the hospital on the street, and it shows a lady just standing there on the street, 
just laughing and laughing, and her eyes turn clay face yellow. It's not over, Batman. Dude, yeah. <laughs> not to be continued, but there will yeah, be more. There will be more clay face. There yes. will be subsequent appearances. Yeah. Kenny, did this episode hold up? Yes. Yes, it did. Now, we failed to mention... Did we mention did Ron we? Perlman is the voice? That's right. That's right. Yeah, Ron Perlman is the voice of Matt Hagen slash Clayface. I didn't really notice it until he was Clayface. Yeah. He had a more... Uh, I don't know. When he was Hagen, he just yeah. sounded like any other voice actor. Yeah, it just sounds like a guy. But he did... Like, that's an amazing, subtle piece of acting to to play essentially two different characters. Yeah but make them sound distinct and so distinct that you don't even realize it's him as Hagen. Yeah. But it also all sounds of a piece. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very well done by Ron Perlman. This holds up, and but like you said, there's a clear distinction. I think two is better than one, but together, yeah, still holds up great. I think it's... So this might be... One of the few, and it might be just because I held it in such high esteem as a kid. I don't think it was quite as good as I remembered it being. It was um, still very good. I never, and it, it's not that I didn't like it, but mm. I never liked this one because, because it, was it was scary. Scary. Yeah. So whenever this one was on, I was like, shit, this one. And then I got a second parter for tomorrow too. <laughs> Crap. Uh, but it, it is still a good episode. Yeah, I mean, it's a very good episode. I, in my mind, I had it up, like, up there with, you know, Two-Face and some of the best episodes. I don't, I mean, we'll find out in a few minutes when we start dropping some science. I'm going to say us explaining this mm-hmm. was one of the simpler two-parters, us yeah. explaining it. Because Can the Claw, man. Yeah, that had an intricate plot. And this was sort of reaching for that. Right. Honestly, I think this could have been just a single episode. I think they could have streamlined the plot even a little more and focused on the strengths, which are, which is the atmosphere and the stellar animation in part two. Mm -hmm. But I felt the pacing was slowed down a lot by the fact that, you know, part one was really slow. It was really just build up. Yeah. And then part two, once it gets going, it's great. Yeah. But it takes just a little while to get there because it has to spend a certain amount of screen time Hey, just in case you didn't catch the first part, let's get you, or you don't remember, let's just get you back up to speed. Right. I don't think the plot needed to be like this whole Daggett trying to take over Wayne Enterprises. I don't think that really served much. I don't know that it really served much to have Bruce being arrested. There was that that whole interrogation sequence over the river that, well, visually cool, had absolutely no bearing on the plot. Could have cut it out entirely and not lost anything. Right. I think this could have been just one part and it would have been just as good, if not better. Yeah. But I mean, up against that, the visuals are outstanding. Yeah. The, the mooks have character. The plot is cool. The voice acting is stellar. Like some of the best we've heard. So has a lot to recommend it. Just a little more uneven than I remembered. That's all. Yeah. 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 I can see that. But let's let's drop some science on them, see how we feel. All right, you ready? I'm ready. Lab coats on. Lab coats on. Pants is? Pants is? Off. All the way off. Oh. Oh, that feels better. Dude, it's humid. Yeah. I hope you don't mind the smell. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, I've just been reading the top ten. 
I think that's the coward's way out. Let's go down the whole list right now. Oh, shit. Okay. All right. Out of our list of 17. Uh... Two-Face, See No Evil, Cat in the Claw, Beware the Grey Ghost, Heart of Ice, Pretty Poison, The Forgotten, The Last Laugh, Nothing to Fear, On Leather Wings, Christmas with the Joker, POV, Prophecy of Doom, Be a Clown, It's Never Too Late, The Underdwellers, and I've Got Batman in My Basement. Woo! Is this better or worse than number seven, The Forgotten? Oh, damn, we're starting with a tough one. Yeah. Usually I have an immediate gut like, well, I think we're going to have to get scientific. Okay. The Forgotten had an emotional core to it that this episode is really cool. It's got that stellar animation, stellar voice acting. I don't know that I ever really feel the stakes. I also like the music better in The Forgotten. Yeah, agreed. Not that the music here was bad by any stretch, but it's, it's kind of unmemorable. Yeah. Usually I can remember the theme song for every villain. I can't really remember it for Clayface. Yeah. Um, I... And, I, and I feel like Matt Hagen, like, he kind of jumps. By the time we're introduced to him, he's, he's already a junkie. And he kind of just jumps off the slippery slope, just treats it like a slip inside, like, wee, I'm evil! Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Forgotten's better. On the other hand, the acting is so good. And the animation is so good. It is, but remember Forgotten's uh, acting, yeah. too. Yeah. I mean, the villain of the Forgotten is... Just bad to be bad. Yeah, just bad to be bad. <laughs> I mean, eh... Man, this is a tough one. I don't want to just dismiss Clayface because it's really good, but... I, yeah, if it just comes down to gut check, like, which one said more to me, which one made me care more about the characters, I think I would give the edge to the Forgotten. Yeah, I agree. It's a tough one, though. Yeah. Man. All right, well... Man, started out with a tough one. <laughs> is... Feet of Clay, better or worse than, oh, wow, number eight, The Last Laugh. And, and there's, like, The Last Laugh is a lot of fun. Yeah. But I think I'd take Feet of Clay over The Last Laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the animation... Yeah. Yeah? I agree. Damn, I think that was the, the shortest science segment we've ever had. <laughs> it just, R and Jesus wanted us to have a shorter episode. I guess so. Yeah, all right. Feet of Clay, marking it down at number eight, squarely between The Forgotten and The Last Laugh, our new number nine. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this. Yeah, I actually thought it'd be up higher. Yeah, so did I, but I mean... It, it drew the forgotten right off the bat. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm so sorry. What? Right off the bat. What? What? Cue the boo sound effects. I'm oh, sorry, everybody. <laughs> Show's canceled. <laughs> right. Uh, oh, Jesus. It was a I pun. I had to explain it to you twice. That was subtle. It I, was. Oh, oh I'm the worst. Oh, man. I suck. That was. Yeah. It's brutal. 
That's well. Well, we're over. Yep, we're over. We let's, killed it. We killed it. Let's nice see going, what we're gonna genius. watch. See what we're gonna watch in our next in the next episode of our canceled podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give up on us. We're so sorry. Uh, next episode. I have to scroll down a while before I get to this now. Ah, here we go. Next episode, next week, we're going to be watching Joker's Favor. Kenny, oh, do you remember this episode? I do. I believe this is the first appearance of Harley Quinn. I'm fairly sure you're right. Yeah. And yeah, I remember. So this is the one with kind of like, I, I remember calling this one out as potentially a better Joker episode. And we were talking about how Joker hasn't had just a really standout episode yet. You son of a bitch. I know, I'm sorry. You goddamn We're going to have a knife fight next week, aren't we? <laughs> knife fight. <laughs> But, cause yeah, this is the one with like the the like Walter Mitty type that the Joker just randomly decides to mess with and just get into his head and mess with his whole life. I remember liking this one. I don't recall it being one of my favorites, but mm. I, this has been years. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. I remember it as being one of my favorite Joker episodes, but that's why we're here to test it with science. So yeah. I could be wrong. Yeah, or, we'll or me. We'll yeah. find out. We'll find out. But in the meantime, Kenny, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at Triple X Hamster at... Oh, wait. Um, uh, don't... No, you can't uh, find me there. Yeah, can't prove it's him. Sorry, He's got a big no, hamster no, head on. Uh, it's a Weiski TV. <laughs> and no, a whole lot of people could have that no, mole there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't know. I, everyone... Yeah. Uh, Triple... <laughs> <laughs> Weisky TV on YouTube and Facebook and Instagram. And you can find me always at, at HBI2K on Twitter. You can use the hat, hashtag BatRankings and tell us if you like Joker's Favor. And you can find, also find me at twitch.tv slash Ben Creighton. And you can find this podcast at anchor.fm slash BatRankings. And there's a button there that you can press to support the podcast just like our new best friend. You find it here. Hold on, it sent me the confirmation email. I want to make sure I get his name right to thank him. Sean Chambers. Sean. Thank you to our newest supporter, Sean Chambers. Thank you, Sean. Thank you so much. That's very kind of you. It thank is. you very much. Thank you so much. Well, I had a blast today. Yeah. Let's come back and do it next week. I'm in. See you next week.